ever uh, think about how many people died while they were building the skyscrapers? Yeah, all the time. Every time I see them, I'm like, man, a lot of human death involved in that. Right. And, and like you understand, it's like this wasn't even a metric of dollars and cents, baby. This was broken bones and fucking like right. <laughs> concussions and stuff. I see that picture all the time of the dudes who are, um, you know, they're eating their lunch on the little uh, little, you know, what I'm talking about. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Who are these people? <laughs> you know, The greatest generation. What they don't tell you is like three of those people didn't make it off that little. <laughs> that little yeah. Meme. Like immediately after that photograph was taken. And they knew that, too. It's like they, they were just all like uh, done with living at that point. Maybe maybe right. they just rounded up all the suicidal greatest generation people to build those things. I, I really like that. If you think about any of our famed uh, architectural achievements, we achieved it largely by just throwing people at a problem, which is yeah. like the same strategy we had for like the Civil War, by the way. We're just like, just keep throwing people at it. We can get those Southerners. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, it's breaking people, but. It builds the thing eventually. Not, yeah, the people aren't the commodity. You know, there's like seven billion of those fuckers. You know what I'm saying? We don't need people. We need buildings. Right. We're always looking to the future as humans, you know. And when I look out at that skyline, I see just a big old pile of victorious corpses. You know. Do you think if it's like, uh, hey, every like if you had to if you had to stack up the the amount of people that died making those things, do you would think it that they create would be... its own skyline? Like, yeah. would it eclipse it? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> probably. That sounds like some fucking metal shit, right? Like you, like it's like yeah. a dune. You like fly into a planet and the fucking thing. It's like it's like in Rick and Morty where he shows up and it's just like a bunch of Mortys <laughs> like strung up to the outside of a dome. It's right. you know, look, I know I was just uh, uh, admonishing this, but I got to tell you, that's actually metal as fuck. If it was just like a bone uh, skyscraper, bone skyscraper. I mean, yeah. maybe you know what that that's like a naturally occurring resource. It's probably a great building material. I don't know. Why what, not? Bones, you mean? Yeah. Why are we stripping our land of natural resources? We got bodies all over the place. I have to imagine that like steel and concrete and a com- combination of the two is going to be structurally more sound than bones. Although bones are fucking lit, dude. Let me tell you, you know, like why blood is made in the bones? Why? Because evolutionarily, when our whale ancestors got out of the ocean right like the uv mm-hmm. rays were really bad and and so the body was like fuck it we got to find a place that doesn't get like affected by the uv rays and so they're like we're, we're doing just... the darkest place we can bones i'm sorry i'm just picturing like a giant whale just like oh. crawling up on a beach just like ah why did i why did i do this just voice of john goodman or something just why the fuck did i he's laughing that john now? goodman laugh but it's like out of insanity you know he's dying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I think about this shit all the time. It's really funny. I'm watching Mr. Robot with my mom. And so we got to the season three finale, which like really kind of introduces, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the show, sort of White Rose's end goal, which mm-hmm. is like I remember I told you when I watched this, I was like, the fuck? Like this show is really going here? Like it's gonna be right. that ambitious. And it kind of doesn't do it, but the fact that they even flirt with it is like this amazing yeah. thing. Um, well, they have that that fake out episode, and I was just like, Oh my god, I'm not even mad about it. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I had to explain this to my mom who is, you know, God bless her. I think I've been telling people I've been like forcing my mom to watch all time great shows and stuff like that, because Mm -hmm. it's like, ah, why not? You know, she wants to know what I'm into. So we watched uh, Breaking Bad and then we watched like, you know, a couple other shows and stuff like that. She hated The Leftovers. It was very sad. Really broke my Mm -hmm. heart, but she didn't like that. But is digging Mr. Robot. The problem is, you know what? She's given him a chance, though. That's all I I asked for. It's like, look, she's not going to. She like Patriot, which I thought was so strange that she really fucking dug Patriot's frequency, but like didn't like The Leftovers. Uh, Right. 
wait. And likes Mr. Robot a lot. We got to Crisis and Five Acts or whatever, and it just like she was fucking blown away by it. But so when mm. when they come up to the to the Mr. Robot thing, I have to start explaining parallel universes to her and stuff like that. And it always starts with like, you know, look if you like, there's two thoughts of uh, belief. It's like either this creationism and God created everything, or the scientific reason. And before she even lets me finish, she's like, "What you believe?" Like she's very shitty about it. <laughs> And I'm like, look, I I allow for God and the Big Bang to happen. I'm an agnostic. I believe in everything and nothing simultaneously. Like, don't take this away from me. I'm just I'm trying just to get you to explain mom, parallel universes. <laughs> I'm just picturing your mom going to scientific and atheist lectures or whatever and just heckling them the whole time. <laughs> she I'm would be. I mean, that'd be amazing. Like, so the Big Bang occurred 14.9 billion years ago, according to you, Maricon. Like, she's just screaming and shit in the audience. Yeah. And throws uh, racial slurs out there. That's what she does. Only in Spanish. Love it. It's acceptable. Oh, yeah, because I wouldn't understand it. Do you think it's like, a weird oh. thing? Like, I heard there was some controversy of someone getting mad that the word black in Spanish is Negro. And, you know, it's like not a it's not a fashion word here. Yeah, it's not it's not in fashion. It's <laughs> not in favor right now. That's that's one. But it's a color. Point. Like, that's my point. Like, language is a weird thing, right? Because, like, yeah. how, how are we going to police that? Are we really going to change the word for black in Spanish because America fucked it up? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe it's time to have that conversation. You know, we're reforming police. Uh, we got Biden in the mix. You know, maybe <laughs> he can go down to all the Spanish speaking countries and yeah. start having some discussions, you know? Look, that's so stupid. But imagine, imagine for a moment. <laughs> imagine if like we had no other problems going on in the world and right. Biden was just he like just, fuck it <laughs> he just devotes all of his time and resources like the environment's still fucked but he's like no I, I gotta take care of this first yeah but the environment of our words is <laughs> worse off and so Biden needs to go take care of that think about all of our beloved African-American tourists going down to these countries and hearing that word right. it means he stopped but see, that's the thing. I So when I was in ninth grade, I had to take Spanish 101 because I was like, I want mm. an easy A. So I went into Spanish and I got was a B. A? No, oh, I got God. a B. <laughs> what did you do? I was, I was very lazy. I was very lazy in that class. That's right. what it was. And you, you were probably like speaking like a more like regionalized or like a ca more casual one, right? Because like what they teach you in those classes is like the very formal. Yeah, it's, it's like, Spain Spanish, which is yeah. a lot different. It's not like a lot different, but it's it's enough different that different like enough, you're gonna make yeah. some difference. Uh, you're gonna make some fuck ups for sure. Uh, but there was a, there was a lady in that class who similarly had that same reaction when we got the colors and we're like blanco, amarillo, verde, negro. She's like, what? And I'm like, look, hey, like that's just how it's not a bad thing. <laughs> like, right. and it's amazing that America really did like fuck up words and colors in a way that like no one else has been able to. You know, we're not mad at Russia for like for white because of like Siberia or something, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, we we really uh when we put our minds to it, us Americans, we can achieve just about anything. <laughs> and that's the American exceptionalism, by the way. You know, it's mm -hmm. not all this other bullshit. It's not the fact that we put a man on the moon in nine years, okay? Right. It's that we could using using human bodies to build skyscrapers, yeah. uh damaging words themselves for other cultures. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I think the cost of humanity, because I was I've been doing a lot of like uh like astrophysics thing. I don't know if you do this occasionally. I like to be an autodidact, right? So it's like mm -hmm. we have all this information at our fingertips. What are we gonna do? And so recently I was like, I'm gonna do like I'm gonna learn chemistry. I was very good in chemistry in high school. What I found out is that my teacher liked me a lot in chemistry in high school. And so my rudimentary knowledge of chemistry got me an A purely because I was a charming little 17-year-old or something. Okay. 
Um, not because I was very smart. I found this out as I started to learn, like I found like a 52, uh, video thing on YouTube about chemistry. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a, a shot fucking six episodes. And I just want to kill myself. Like there's nothing redeemable yeah. about chemistry or like, yeah. Like all I know about it is that chemistry is the study of change, you know, like, I, I guess this is pointing to the fact that we need more Terrence Fletcher's Fletcher's from whiplash in the <laughs> high school, like teaching community. We need less people going, Oh, good job, hon. Here's an A. Yeah. No, no look I, at you now you're totally unprepared to mix chemicals. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I, you're saying that Miss Wilkins should have thrown chairs at me <laughs> in 17 yeah. year old. I agree with you. I mean, if I, a couple slaps to the face and to asking me about molecular mass probably would have gone a long way, but, but, <laughs> You know, like so. So they were saying, change uh, is the study of change, but really, it's the study of all things. It's life. It's everything. It's like, right. which is a really interesting sort of thing. And I, like, whatever, I may maybe flamed out a little bit because I'm not as smart as I want to be. Like, I need to go back and rewatch some of these things because I feel like they're fundamental principles that I need to understand before we get there. But the bigger achievement here, people, is that we figured out chemicals. We figured out building blocks on such a specific level that is yeah. tested. It's like algebra, you know, like, hey, you can always solve for X. You can always check your work. Chemistry is sort right. of the same deal. And it's like incredible that we as apes, that's all we are. Yeah. Figured this I'm shit patting out. myself on the back right now. Do you see dolphins doing that shit? No, <laughs> they're so smart. Oh, do you see chimps doing it? No, fuck off. Imps just need the chance. And I know this is a thing we've talked about a bunch and I'm not going to go down that. You know how much I love alliteration. Don't be thrown. <laughs> Chimps just need a chance. Okay. Because, uh, you know, like they, they, they understand, like they can mimic, right? Monkey see monkey do. It's a thing that we sort of understand. And we get that for basic rudimentary things. If I wave, like, uh, like usually a chimp or an ape, something, right. We'll wave back. They understand the concept of like pantomiming. So it's right. like, I've also seen a, a chimp shoot a machine gun the other day, which is like, Oh God, like this is not oh, what shit. we need to be doing people. Like real life. You're not talking about like Dawn of the planet of the apes or anything. No, this was real life. This was a video where it was like some dudes in the jungle and they were like, they were making fun of a, who's the cute ones chimps are the cute ones right like yeah so chimps i mean like compared to like orangutan orangutan scare the shit out of me man <laughs> like, I, well i'll say this like chimps when they're young are adorable like they've right. got the, the perfectly round face and then the hair and then as soon as they get older they start like losing patches of it they start looking like koba from fucking Do <laughs> you know what's well, so a koba was just a regularly friendly chip and then he like got out like chimp alopecia and it was just like fucking over it like right. it's like it's like when people like lose their hair and then that's their entire identity so they freak the yeah, fuck out about they're it they're all a bunch know? of walter whites yeah it's, it's terrible <laughs> Uh, in this video, they were like making fun of the monkey and like waving and, and they were like laughing and laughing. And then one of these guys was like, gives him an AK-47. What's amazing is that one of these guys was smart. It was like, no. <laughs> but the other ones were like, let's just full steam ahead this shit. Uh, mm -hmm. And it resulted in that monkey being like, like just shooting the ground a lot before they had to jump on the monkey. It was great. It was one of those uh, shot on iPhone memes, you know, that are just killing it. Every single shot on iPhone meme. Yeah. I mean, well, what did they think was going to happen? Like, like what, what was the <laughs> game plan there? Like, what's the best case scenario? You give a chimp he disarms a gun it like that. fucking John Wick. Like, you know, he's a oh, very shit. peaceful, like anti-gun chimp. Just immediately throws the magazine out into the jungle or whatever. Yeah. Looks at them. Why not? That's He's a symbol. Yeah, yeah, we put we put him on a tie. We just walk him up the fucking steps of Capitol Hill. We have a monkey giving him passion to play on why gun violence is ridiculous and why we need to get rid of it. Yeah, I think instead of training training uh, monkeys to use guns, we should just train them how to disassemble them. You know, put them all in monkey suits, and I think it would be adorable but effective because they've got the upper body strength to take the guns away right. and disassemble them. 
And you know, like once they once they know monkeys are in the mix, like there's no uh, there, there's no arguing with that. You, I you think know, we're playing can... with fire. I think any introduction of the monkey and the machine gun is going to be a problem eventually. Like, oh, you that's... think they're eventually just going to like take it and just start shooting everything? Yeah, because I've read enough Orwellian, you know, like uh, inspired fiction to realize that like, oh, we're just creating these problems ourselves. And that's what we do. Like humanity is bored, right? All of man's strife comes from his inability to sit in a room quietly. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we created the internet, we created computer viruses. Like we're creating all this shit that is clearly just here to In not that allow order. us to be alone. <laughs> like we got a good thing, immediately ruined it, as we do. <laughs> I mean, humans are on brand, and I got to give us the credit for that. But it's interesting because I, like, I wonder if like, so uh, Homo sapiens have been around for like what a hundred thousand years? They said like roundabout something like that. So I wonder what the perception of humanity was to the people who were living through it at the time. Did primitive people know that they were like super fucking primitive? You know what I'm saying? Or or were they the height of technology? Right? Like they were inventing oh, they, wheels. They, and they shit. probably thought they they were hot shit. They were like using rocks and hitting them on other rocks and stuff and just going. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But do you think that the general feeling of themselves was like we're good? You know, we're just doing what we got to do to survive. Uh, what I'm saying is humanity now. I think about humanity abstractly, and I'm like, oh, mistake. We fucked up. <laughs> like we, we're clearly not living our best days as hum uh, of humanity. Cool. And th this this is the question that haunts me, is that if humanity didn't rise up, and assuming that Neanderthals didn't either, like, what other species would have risen up or is that an oh, inevitability? Well, no me yeah. i've talked about this it would have been it would have been like so we flirted evolutionarily before we got with the primate gene we flirted with the dolphin gene we did mm. we were like we could be dolphin hybrids because they're mammals right, right? like yeah. and that's like our genetic link or whatever and so uh I, I think it's the same thing like all of our ancestors if you believe in that science stuff like my mom says uh is that we were all in the source right we were all in the ocean and then like one one john goodman type whale got up there <laughs> Well, 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 I guess what I'm asking is, is that number one, an inevitability that that would happen, that we would have a dominant species in the way that we're dominant? And two, uh, would they suck as much as us? Or are we the worst case scenario? I think we're the worst case scenario. I don't know about the other question. Right. Uh, like, like, like humans are what's prophesized in animal worlds. You know what I'm saying? About like, like, like on cave paintings, like, gorge. this is bad. Don't do it. And then when we showed up, like everything just right. started dying because like all this. the lemurs are, are talking about their forefathers and their ancestors. Just like our forefathers foretold of a great virus, a plague on the land. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a really good people. question, right? Because when we talk about yeah. life on earth in general, we're talking about life in the universe and the observable universe. We ain't found any other life. We found some water here and there and there might be microbial life. Yeah. I found some bacterias, you know, just vibing, which is incredible. Like that in and of itself, you know, it's amazing. Like we always talk about aliens. Like, Oh, we want to find aliens. Just finding bacteria on another place is fucking huge. Like that is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's the mm -hmm. scientific discovery of our lifetimes, Max. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, alien life exists in single cell form somewhere. At so, least we know that at a minimum. But to talk about your points, so I'm playing No Man's Sky a lot right now, which is, I mean, the so perfect game. game for my ADHD. Let me just tell you, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. But the the quest is you're you're looking for like habitable planets. I'm looking for Earth-like planets. And this is mm -hmm. a randomizer, right? It's like well, it's got that engine that just constantly like generates. Yeah, uh, it always starts you off on like a hell planet too. Oh, it's always a hell planet. Make no mistake. Yeah. There is magma everywhere, which is on brand for us. But like, mm -hmm. you know, still a problem when you're trying to live. Uh, but, you know, so what you find out very quickly is like, oh, it's based on actual mathematical principles and stuff. And like probably isn't a lot of habitable 
planets like in the like we found a lot of planets in in our solar system and different or not in our solar system in our galaxy uh that have stars that are similar sizes and we have things that are supposedly in a habitable zone but we're not getting any life from that so far now granted we haven't like knocked on the door or anything but it's a real thing that like it has the right conditions for it and yet we're not getting any electromagnetic we're not getting radio waves we're not getting light we're not getting any of that shit you know so it's like no maybe it's just us maybe this really is just the one in one billion you know odds and and what's sad about it is like that should make it beautiful and special but like what are we doing with it you know We're right well like i yeah i know that uh dr manhattan had that whole uh speech on mars or whatever about how like life is a miracle or whatever but like is it i don't know like it's unlikely but is it good i don't know maybe <laughs> well Would like we be better off if it was just a bunch of dead rocks floating in space gases doing their thing occasionally yeah. a microbe pops up it's like sup dies you know but again in terms of deep time like we're barely here. We're barely here. And I don't think we're going to make it lit. another 10,000 years. I'll tell you that right now, you know? So well, yeah, my concern is like, if we get out into space and we start colonizing space, we're just going to fuck it all up. Like everything. You know? I agree and with that. Flip, you know, we will, we'll we will poison the stars. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is something to be, so it's like, again, how do we, how do we avoid that? Let's just all walk into the ocean. Let's return to the source. You know what I'm saying? And like hold hands and go into that oblivion together. Cause that's what we should do. Uh, right. you know, just to like spare the moon, the moon's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to bring us over there and we've already done that. Cool. You know, it is. Right. Yeah. And I learned from the time machine that if we colonize the moon, it's going to break apart and fall back to earth and create a bunch of subterranean monsters that feed on the people up top. So right, I don't right. want that to happen. That's based on something. So Mars's moon, which one I'm totally blanking on its name. Mars has a moon. It has two moons. Actually, people seem to forget this because we just call our moon the moon like capital t fucking article it's the only one it's the, it's only, the only one, one that matters uh well i would say that a lot of them matter but so mars has two of them one of which is in an uh, unsustainable orbital path so millions and millions and millions of years from now it is going to collide with mars like it's an inevitable thing they you know think it's it's always weird to me because like look i want to believe in science and always put the the, the 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 like hey the scientists know what they're talking about but none of this can be confirmed None of it, like supernova, supernovas, black holes, like the death of stars. We haven't seen a star die, like not really. You know, we're we're purely guessing. We're guessing based on the information that we have available, and I assume that that is like fundamentally sound enough. Where you, you know, like in math, you'd make a an estimate of a number, and you would, you know, they give you an equation. Like you're not going to get down to the tenth place, but it'll give you an approximate number of where you want to be. That's what I assume science is like, but I. I haven't thumbed through the research myself. You know? Right. I mean, you're, you're still stuck on, you know, a uh, minute two of chemistry here. So like, what, I'm not stuck on minute two. I haven't even, okay. Yeah. Minute 20, maybe. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Okay. Minute 20. <laughs> no. And I mean, to your credit, I haven't even started with that because yeah. I know my limits. Here's the thing. Like I, and not to say you don't, but like, I, I know that if I started that, I would just immediately want to stop, go back to, you know, researching YouTube drama as we've been talking about. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, just stay in my lane, you know? Um, so that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, sorry. I think that, it, you know, like I understand where you're coming from. And I think a lot of the times like, oh, maybe I, maybe I won't finish the chemistry thing, but I started the chemistry thing. I don't want to not start something because I'm scared of like, oh, I won't be able to comprehend it or I won't be able to appreciate it. I think the, in order to, to find out for yourself, really, you just have to kind of do it. And there are things I've taken away. Ask my wife where I've been freaking out. 
about some of these mm. chemistry things. I'm like, oh my God. Cause I was like, oh, I thought I knew what chemical uh, chemistry was. And then isotopes got introduced and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Just changes right. the game, you know? And so it's, I'd rather, you know, kind of like uh, fail head first into any is, new topic, you know? Is there not a soft limit for you on how many times a year your game can be changed? Cause like, you know, it does happen a lot to us lately. Wait, give me an example. I'm sure you're right. I just <laughs> all of 2020, everything that happened in it, etc. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's good that the game constantly changes, right? One, you can't get bored of the game you're playing, uh, and 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 two, it allows you to get perspective. And, and technologically, we never know what the thing we end up discovering is going to have benefits later on in, in completely separate technologies. Why it's all yeah. important. The scanners that we used for SKUs, like in 1940s or whatever, when we mm -hmm. were like mass producing stuff, is the fundamental uh building blocks that led to the internet so it's like we didn't plan for that when it was happening in the 40s but it's an important thing that you just kind of take in as much as you can right. be a student so, so you're world. saying like eventually you're going to invent new internet just beam it directly into people's heads is that the, the with chemicals you? yeah i think chemistry is the way into it because chemistry is the building blocks of all things so how do we you know get into the brains right. Yeah, I mean, I, I can only assume there's a combination of chemicals you can inject in somebody that makes them instantly receptive to internet. Waves. Well, my point is this, going back to it, like beyond the internet of it all, it's just the idea that like, yeah, there is. We figured it out. Like, that's what acid is. Like, you know, we we, we, we think about this, we're like, it's a drug. And it's like, okay, no, 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 no. There's no such thing as a good drug or a bad drug. There's just the drug and there's like your reaction to it, I guess, more than anything, because what is all of it? It's just chemicals. It's just chemicals arranged in a certain order that does something. We as humans figured out like, hey, if you take this molecule away and add this molecule, you get to see pretty colors and really like music. You're also going to see like Mars attack aliens and plexiglass. I'm using my eye statements. I'm going to see <laughs> Mars attacks aliens and plexiglass, but it's going to be a cool experience. We cataloged that somehow. We figured that out. Like, And all of this is relatively new. That's the thing. Chemistry as a like concept is i think under 300 years old for sure yeah, uh i mean most of our good shit is though you know well does that fill you with a lot of hope or profound sadness because i wonder like are, are we stuck in the gravitational pull of time where we don't really see the technology as much now let me clarify oh my god the technological advances from 1990 to 2000 huge the tech mm -hmm. and, and i would say each 10 years you see a big jump right now it feels like we're gonna stagnate for some reason i have nothing to base this off of but i feel like we're not making the same incredible strides or maybe it's just because i perceive it with like travel well, yeah, technology you're, you're you're perceiving it in real time but like dude we're, we're in a massive period of acceleration right now especially with ai like that that's gonna be fucking huge like it's getting yeah. smarter every day. but i think the problem is that i'm talking about like our measures for technological advances were like space related like in the 60s and 70s 50s and all that stuff like it really was about like oh we found the ability to do this and and to go outside of our earth and and all okay. that and what i'm saying is like yes ai is getting better for sure although i was my cousin was telling me that like this is the first time in forever that the computing returns haven't been as much like it's the first time it's been diminishing returns i not even going to pretend like i understand what he's saying here just the idea that like there's always going to be exponential growth based on computing power and as of right now we've hit a plateau with our computing power okay i mean i i don't know man like, like i i would say the writing's kind of on the wall like I, I think that we are accelerating our own demise i mean to answer your much earlier question i think it's a bad thing it's a bad thing that we're going so fast of course like it's providing some good things for sure uh ai is going to be able to help develop vaccines and connect people in a way they've never been connected but like again we take every good thing that we have and we ruin it you know 
So I'm sorry, uh, robots making vaccines. We can't get people to trust humans making vaccines, but we're gonna we're gonna trust the cold detachment of a Bradbury robot. Like I don't know about that. I mean, hey, maybe that will be the only thing that you can't because you can't question a robot's politics. You know, you can't say it's politically motivated. You know, you could try. (laughs) You you say that. Well, uh, Accutron 5000 really has a liberal bias because right. deals in facts. I think the supercomputer would be a Republican and he's coming after that monkey who's coming after his cyber guns. You know what I'm saying? So, so you think like maybe program the AI to like occasionally tweet out like some incendiary, like hot political takes just to keep people like, okay, yeah, that's my guy. I think what's going to happen is we're going to be our own demise humans. Like the machines are going to wipe us out and the monkeys, the chimps that we have taught to be nonviolent are going to have to avenge us. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be that because these super machines are going to be the worst of humanity. I think, I don't think they're going to go with the goodnesses, not because it's, they're not inherently good or bad. They're cold reptilian. They're ones and zeros babies or they're quantum mechanics. And maybe they're more than ones and zeros. But the point is this, they're going to do what's the most prudent to like take care of everything. And so like, I, there's no, there's no, there's no low road for a computer or a high road for a computer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only the low road. It's going to come, it's going to eviscerate, it's going to infiltrate, destroy, rebuild. And it's going to be up to our monkey brethren to do something about it. That's all I'm saying. So that means we can sit back and just like, let them take care of it. That's what's happening now. We're sitting back. We're not doing anything. We're feigning protest at our inevitable demise due to technology and over-reliance, you know? Right. So I feel like you answered your question just now, which was like, is this better or worse than like going super slow, like the 16 hundos? It's worse, (laughs) right? I I was asking your opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a, but I'm naturally misanthropic and I don't believe in humanity. So I would right. say that like you knew what my answer was. I was looking for you for inspiration. Parker, you you know what my answer is. Why are you always looking to me for inspiration? I'm always going to disappoint you. We're like this. We've got the same like mind on this thing. It's always uh, it's always a fucking nightmare planet that we have a nightmare future <laughs> we have looking forward to or to look forward to. Um, so yeah, don't, don't look to me for hope, fucker. You know better. All you right. Well, look, another, I'm asking this actually because we're recording this a week before my birthday and 10 days after your birthday, we've gotten mm-hmm. another year older, another year wiser. Well, maybe. Oh yeah, I did uh, have a birthday. It's weird, right? I totally, like, this is the first birthday in a long time. Maybe 30 is like where the spell breaks and you just don't give a shit anymore. I, mm-hmm. I did not know my birthday was coming up. I knew it because people have been telling me my birthday is coming up and they want to do stuff, right. but I don't know. Anything, yeah. You know? What are you going to do for your birthday? I have no clue. I have no clue. I think we might do like, well, I know that I'm going to Brooklyn, uh, but that's in May. So like for my actual birthday birthday, I mean, we're going to go mm-hmm. to some cool place here in LA and we were thinking about day tripping somewhere. Like, you know, just taking a road trip up to like San Francisco or something, maybe not for a day, maybe for a couple of days, but the plan is to go drive somewhere because Mm -hmm. I live in California and it's a very drivable place. Yeah. I I was, I was giving you shit about this yesterday, but like you, you haven't really had the chance to like see anything North of LA really. Right. Not much. Like nothing. Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Like I've like Southern California is where I've lived and that's where Mm -hmm. I've stayed. And I have not gone to anywhere other than those geographic locations. Right. I mean, you've been enjoying those wild West vibes. You very much love Westerns and stuff. So that is like very, you know, you got the desert right there. You're in a desert pretty much. I don't know what you would call 
Los Angeles as a climate. Is it basically a desert? I think it's totally a desert that happens to have a beach nearby. Like that's it. Like it reminds me of the dark tower a lot where it's just an infinite stretch of desert that has a beach nearby, but there's like lobstrosities in there too. You know what I mean? You can't Lobstrosities, bro. I mean, but Hey, you could be in twin peaks country in no time. Well, in several hours, but still it takes a lot of time. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, Oh, let's drive to Washington. Naps like 17 hours. (laughs) I mean, honestly though, even, even Northern California is basically like, it looks like twin peaks like really okay yeah yeah you got See, that's pretty pines. cool the, the problem is that i think we forget if you're in southern california you're almost at the damn near tip of of it and like driving to washington is a, the equivalent of driving across half the country <laughs> like it's so many Literally. miles and stuff well yeah, yeah california like takes up most of the coast of an entire country so as every climate which is dope takes forever to drive which is less dope yeah that was my whole bit that was it all right cool split up california <laughs> Uh, I always get really fascinated by like the weird things that change based on geography. You and I are from Florida. So we grew up with uh, like Hardee's and Checkers, which mm-hmm. west of St. Louis is Carl's Jr. and Rallies. Yeah. It's very interesting. And so, but, but Dolores turned me on to this one. This blew my mind. There aren't any Burger Kings in Australia, but Burger King's there, mind you. What's it called? Hungry Jacks. Oh, they don't like the monarchy angle. I, yes isn't that fucking insane for one country only they're like nope we gotta we can't call this the burger king because the fucking atrocities done under the crowd so we made something called a hungry jacks it's the only place in the world where there's a hungry jacks and i thought right. like well uh, clearly this is a economic thing here in the states but over there it's like it's personal they're right. not over it <laughs> You know, we're, we're sold discount monarchies all the time in the States, like uh, California king size bed, you know, oh, yeah. uh, live like a king in your armchair or whatever. Like we're always chasing that that high of like, a, you know, royalty or whatever. But over there, they're like, fuck that shit. Yeah, the it's Australians are living up to it, aren't they? Because I'll, I'll tell you this, like we as a people... And I'm using we as a very colloquial thing. It's like we we decided to move on from them. We rejected the monarchy. You know, we cut off French kings heads and shit because we're like, no more. And yeah. the British get away with it because I think the what is it called? The glorious revolution or whatever. <laughs> we just replace them with billionaire CEOs. I, but what I'm saying is, is we we completely rejected the ideology of that, and maybe we've succumbed to a even worse ideology, like you said, with like uh, the corporations running everything. But we, we moved on. And yet here in America, which was all about defeating the crown, we then mm-hmm. really try to emulate the whole king shit. Like you really nailed it. It's like it's it's baked into our language and it right. makes no sense to me. It's, it's the same way that like uh, how the British fought the Nazis and then like definitely got a little Nazi-ish in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, Thatchy in the mix, we thought having a woman prime minister be good because she's a lady. But that just goes to show that sexism it can go both ways sometimes it's a good thing yeah and sometimes, sometimes it's a very bad thing yeah well i'm saying it got her power right so like sexism could be a good thing they're like oh shoot she'll be softer she'll be cool like her cooler heads right. will prevail she's a lady didn't work out right militant fascism goes on the rise immediately yeah I'll ask them argentinians how that worked out for them. you know what i'm saying it wasn't great and yeah i'm watching the crown i know what's up i've never watched the crown how is that do you like the crown? because again i i rejected the monarchy i don't care about these people at all like uh i mean it's actually genuinely interesting as somebody who does not give a shit about uh, like philip if you named any of them i'd be like which one is that again mm-hmm. um but watching the show 
super interesting just to see like the weirdo like role that the monarchy plays in Great Britain, even though it doesn't have power, but it does. Yeah. And it's just like about this young woman learning to like kind of walk that line where she has to be like, you know, she's all 20 something years old and she's talking with Winston fucking Churchill yeah. like, following World War II. And Winston Churchill is the best part of that show and he's out by season one. John Lithgow, though, just waddling around like the penguin with a cane, you know, is fucking amazing. It's totally worth the price of admission. Just that. I could just YouTube the Lithgow scenes, though, right? Like, if I want to. He's, like, basically the star of that first season. He's in it a lot. It's great. It's just him going, oh, your your highness. And she's like, yes. You know. What's up with him? Is he secretly British? Because he's one of those guys where I, like, I'm writing a character now because I'm really obsessed with the idea of American British people. Like, everything else about them screams British, but inexplicably, they are Americans. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Lithgow's sort of that dude where I'm just like, is he British? Like, what is I think deal? in his older age, he seems to be leaning into that. But like, I remember him from Harry and the Hendersons and I never had an inkling of like British from that. I think just like he's gotten like more, you know, statesmanlike, you know. As the chin has somehow improbably grown longer, he's like leaning into the monarch. I like it. Well, he's also like leaning into grosser old men roles, which, you know, points for him. You know, Jack Nicholson got out before that happened. Uh, I mean, he's great in Perry Mason. I've been watching him in Perry Mason. He's like really great in it. Like maybe my favorite part of the show. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's my favorite part of the crown too. He's just my favorite part of a lot of things. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. James Dark. Franco, wasn't it? Yeah. No, who's the lady though? Frida, Frida Pinto. That can't be her name. Her name is Frida Pinto. Frida Pinto? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't know. I thought you watched that movie. She's the I love did. interest. She's the third build in that fucking film. I don't even remember her in that movie. Frida Pinto loved John Lithgow. Right. Well, oh, that she... makes sense. She's there, right? You're like, yeah, <laughs> there's a Frida Pinto. Yeah, in this movie. That was uh, Frida Pinto as woman. Wait, wait, wait. She had a name, right? Or you just said woman. Yeah, I'm just being an asshole. For comedic mm-hmm. event. All right, just make it sure because like I don't remember anything about her in that film. So it's very possible that she was just woman. Why did you bring her up? Like she was like a check and mate. She was also great. Uh, well, just I was saying in terms of like it wasn't Frida Pinto and it wasn't uh, it wasn't James Franco. Like James oh, Franco is not okay. someone that Lithgow has to compete with, but 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 Pinto, like fuck yeah, and he outshined yeah, yeah. Alzheimer's guy or something. He was, he was just going to go like you know half energy levels, but then he saw Pinto was in the mix and he's like, I've got to step up my Alzheimer's game. He actually gave himself Alzheimer's for that role, right? He really committed to that. that. Yeah. <laughs> sundowns are rough but he otherwise very jovial in the mornings you know like a good guy uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lithgow has a fucking kid who looks just like Lithgow and he shows up in Perry Mason too something happens and then like the kid shows up and it's just I, you know I guess that that's what we're doing when we have kids we're literally making genetic copies of ourselves mixed with other genes right so it makes sense like I've seen a, a Clint Eastwood's kid Scott Eastwood looks exactly like Clint Eastwood to the point where I'm like let's make those movies again let's run it back people right. we got then another we have, one of them <laughs> we have Kurt Russell's son Dirt Russell who you know he looks like Kurt Russell if you took him out of the oven a little too quick yes I agree looks like him. Yeah. he looks he looks like the third uh evolution like the copy of a copy of what a Kurt Russell would be. Absolutely. And by Uh, the way, like I think I said it to you privately, but maybe the only reason to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he's playing the new Captain America and he's just like not emotionally equipped for the job. And like the last episode ended, spoiler alert, with like a shot of him like just beating the shit out of somebody with his shield in a panic and then just blood dripping off of the Captain America shield. People take 
it was like oh shit okay i don't think i'm gonna watch okay, it why but i like him a lot okay. i do like him and everything he's ever been in. and i told you the other day it's like i my dream project and it's not gonna happen unless we start selling shit right now is mm-hmm. to make a third escape movie because i think we all agree escape from la was like it's pretty it's not terrible it's just really sad right. compared to that first like escape from new york is like such a mood piece and like everything about oh. it just works you know what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of either, but oh, I do insane. like New York a lot more. You're insane. Fucking Escape from New York is so good. Uh, and then Escape it's from a, LA is terrible. It's a great 40-minute idea that's expanded to like 80 minutes, <laughs> which is like most of John Carpenter's movies. And I love John Carpenter a lot, but like... Coming at Carpenter. This is <laughs> coming at Carpenter. It's a lot of shots of Snake Plissken just walking around looking angry with a gun. Right, here we go. This is a new segment on Where's My Brood. I've been looking for segments. I've been looking for bits, and here we go. It's called Max Comes a Carpenter. All right, so let's hear it. This, um, okay, yeah, like moving on from uh, Escape from New York, uh, They Live. It, it, he puts in like a 10-minute unnecessary real fight sequence because he had no, no other way to inflate the runtime. And then people like say, oh, yeah, it's a great movie. Is it, though? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tune in next time you're coming at carpenter for the kind of shit david lynch once did four minutes of a fucker sweeping and you were like genius hey hey do you think that's the same thing honestly i'm asking you for real do you think that's the same thing i i uh, but what's artistic intention like how do you know that it wasn't what carpenter wanted to do and by the way i vi- i fucks with that four minute sweeping scene by the way you and i talk about that where i'm like i don't know it might be the height of cinema for me but i'm just saying like artistic intention why do you give that a pass and not something like carpenter I mean, but that that that's going to require me to go into like the whole ethos of Lynch and like his you know, thoughts on meditation and like what the return is and everything. And it's like this weird experiment with pacing and time or whatever. Uh, now Whereas do John that Carpenter, for Carpenter. <laughs> John Carpenter is generally very fast paced, very efficient, very whatever. But when his films run up against a short runtime, he inflates them with a lot of scenes of Snake Plissken walking around for no reason or a lot of scenes of people fighting for no reason. That doesn't add anything to the story. Like David Lynch, he gets away with it because it's about the overall mood of the piece. That interrupts the mood of They Live. And that's my opinion. It's been uh, coming coming at Carpenter, I guess. All right. Well, do you think we nailed that? Do you think we nailed that first? God, I I hope so. Oh, God, by the way, I wanted to tell you, we have a sponsor for this episode. This is the thing that we we should do. And I'm really sorry. So uh, this episode of Where's My Burrito is brought to you by John Carpenter, uh, which is going to probably not be happy about this new segment of ours but john carpenter <laughs> i feel like i was baited into this i feel like this is something you should brought up uh, immediately stop recording <laughs> just press stop <laughs> so uh you know you and i are both dog lovers uh, i think it's fair to say i know your wife dolores is as well um which we recently found out by the way that dolores breaking headline dun, 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 dolores is Lindsay ellis apparently in disguise the whole time i didn't know that um but getting back to the dog thing uh do you ever think do you ever have this sneaking suspicion sometimes that your dogs are smarter than they're letting on and that they actually hate you and they're just playing you to get more food and treats you think it's like a uh, Toy Story type situation? So here's, uh, can I add to that? Can I yes and that? Because yeah, yeah I mean, but not for the reason you think. Mm. Uh, I have this weird suspicion based on how Penny looks at me. Granted, I'm high a lot when this happens. So it's like, you know, take all of this to the greatest salt. I think Penny is like my grandmother or something. You know what I'm talking oh. about? 
I get what, like a reincarnation that, type situation. Yeah. And here's the thing. Unlike what the Buddha would suggest, when you come back, you have all the memories of your previous life. All right. So, so like <laughs> my grandmother's just really annoyed with me all the time because I'm like talking down to her and shit. And I'm like, I'm, I'm telling her when she right. can eat food. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, Walker, I, I wouldn't exist or you wouldn't exist if it weren't for me. Right. No, seriously. And so I think that all the time I like my dogs look at me and I'm like, what are you thinking? And I think it's not like bones, bones, bark, bones. Like, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's like really complex dog philosophy. And mm-hmm. like, you know, like what, what does it mean to be alive? Right. What is sentience even if, if it's shared right. with so, everybody so constantly mulling their existence. So like those times when a dog will just like stare blankly into space at nothing, it's just like thinking about the whole universe. All the I time. think so. Yeah, yeah. Because like we do that with kids too. You know, like kids will like look off into space and we're like, what are you seeing? The answer is dead people. Right. Kids can yeah. see dead people, I think. Yeah, because well, but it's like it's like, you know, like where do I've the comforting thing about death for me, like I've had to like really kind of come to terms with, right? Is that mm-hmm. like, well, it didn't hurt to not exist before I was born. As far as you remember. Well, that would fucking suck. What if like hell is a pre-hell? Instead of it's a place right. you go, it's like it's where you return. You start, yeah. and that's like where all all of our baggage comes from. Maybe Scientology was onto something, just not in the right way. You know, right. why well, I hate I, billion ghosts giving us anxiety. It was just the pre-hell we went through. Right. Well, this actually reminds me. Uh, we have a secondary sponsor today. Uh, uh, this episode of Where's My Burrito is brought to you by the Church of Scientology. Uh, oh. They might have been right. All right. Um, cool. So okay. <laughs> No, I was thinking about that as well, where I'm like, uh, you know, like I, I'm really I'm really kind of terrified about that entire notion. And, I, and it's comforting to think like, oh, well, I was dead a billion years before I was ever born and, and I'll return to that. So it's not something really to be scared, scared about. But like mm-hmm. dog reincarnation, though, like that changes the game. It changes everything for me. It really does. So, so you're assuming that, that this is your grandmother. Do you see like just like some of her expressions in Penny's eyes? What's going on? Well, you, you so you know Penny. Penny's got weird, yeah. weirdly big eyes. Like, and I was mm-hmm. realizing this about Bebo and Addie who passed away earlier. They had eyes like humans have eyes, where you can see the whites of them, and then you can see like the the, the irises. Yeah, my Penny's mom's all iris. That. Penny's yeah. all fucking iris, baby, and it scares me because she looks like like uh, like a regular dog. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Like, I don't, there's something about that, or like, oh, you're not you're not right. <laughs> like, there's something going mm. on behind these eyes. So, right. Penny's my favorite, you know, because like she sees more than anyone else. Like those babies who were so close to the death world of pre-birth that right. they can see dead people. You know, they they just see demons all the time. It's like that MGMT kids video twenty four seven for yeah, those fucking by the crit. Yeah, no, totally, yeah. totally. Swish reference, by the way. <laughs> Fuck me, that's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, we almost had a third sponsor of uh, Oracular Spectacular by management, but they felt like it was a little past. Like they weren't going to get any new new business that way. Right? Yeah, they're they're doing fine on that record. You know, I read that, this thing about dogs though. This is really interesting. Or Mickey was telling me about this, and she was just like, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's the thing. Um, you know how we like all agree that uh, like uh, God, what's that called? Like genetics? Gen- uh, fuck, what is it? Genetics." Called? Yeah, genetics, like genetics in general. Yeah, I was thinking geneticism for some reason. I'm like, no, it's not a knowledge. It's a thing. genetics, right? Which we all agree is like a, a terrible thing in mm-hmm. 
humans, right? Like, like if you were like, oh, don't mix races and stuff like that. We seemingly don't extend that to dogs or any other animal. Like purity is a real thing. And the problem with purity is if you've taken a basic biology class is like, hey, uh, strength and diversity, guys. Like everyone needs to keep fucking until everyone's brown. That's advice right. for humanity. Ideally, they should all be mutts at this point is what you're saying. Exactly. Uh, and right. that's why, believe it or not, like mutts tend to have longer lives because they have yeah. a biodiverse gene pool where I was looking at, she, she sent me this article and it really fucking broke my heart. Cause I was talking about boxers, you know, I had a boxer when I was a kid, I had a boxer when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and like love those dogs. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to get one. I'm not really a purebred kind of guy. I like mutts. And she was like, yeah, purebred's terrible. Like look at dogs from a hundred years ago that are purebreds to what they are today. We talk yeah. about like natural selection versus selective selection, right? Like selective breeding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's bad. Like like German shepherds are all having hip dysplasia now because like the form where they were is different than where they are now. Their hind legs are a little bit longer than the rest yeah. of it. And so you can see this across the line. Boxers look different. Boxers noses in a hundred years. We talk about evolution. This is a long, long time that we can observe something, but in a hundred years, their noses have gone from like outwards to like ridged back, sort of like a pugs. They're having trouble breathing and stuff like that. The, right. the, the biggest one was English bulldogs who my entire life have been fat, cuddly fucks were just larger French bulldogs a hundred years ago. They, they yeah. weren't fat. They were muscular. They looked just like French bulldogs. They were just bigger. Well, yeah, it's, be, it's because some some aristocrat somewhere was like, I want a dog with a squished face, you know, like, just get me one of those. I don't care how long it takes. In 20 years, get me a dog with a fucked up face. Make Which more is why we need to have Hungry face. Jacks everywhere. I'm just bringing that back because, like, see what the monarch has done? They've given us pugs right. and dachshunds, which also look different 100 years ago. Like, don't get me wrong. Dachshund was weird looking oh, 100 years oh, ago. Dog, it looks like a hot dog, you know, <laughs> like, and like, what are you... <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Why was that the request of the monarch? Like, they're a monarch, which I think it's funny. We think of hot dogs as like peasant food. I mean, I don't want to say that in a bad way, but it's definitely like, right. you know. Maybe from their from their carriage on high, they saw a peasant just shoving a hot dog in their mouth. And they're like, oh, what's that there, Jeremy? And the guy's like, ah, it's a hot dog, miss. It's classic grass hot is always dog, greener. Eh? <laughs> Looks at her dog. She's like, why don't you like that, you piece of shit? It's a classic grass is always greener situation, right? Like they're monarchs. They're like above everything else. They see a hot dog. They're like, I've got everything except that fucking hot dog. You right. Know what I mean? It's the one thing they can't have, you know? So they, they force their dogs into it. Of course. Mm. Yeah. It's very strange. I just think it's a weird thing that like morally and ethically, we haven't quite, and that's not true. Some people are definitely like, hey, like uh, puppy mills and, and pure breed. That's very weird. And you hear mm. a lot of people talking about that, but that ain't the conversation. There's still a premium on being a pure. We do dog shows for fucking right. pure breeds, you know? which is upsetting. I want to do a junkyard dog show real bad because my dogs would fucking sweep that thing, okay? Yeah, They're the cutest junkyard dogs. It's just dogs. like a celebration of, of genetics and or eugenics, I should say, you know, yeah. um, which is fucked up. Like, why are we celebrating that? Why can't, uh, yeah, we need a mutt dog show for sure. Get them all in there. Get the fucked up dogs, the weird dogs, the patchy dogs, the balding <laughs> dogs. Let them do their thing, man. You know, Hitler's favorite dog was adoption. Which is that just a sense. funny fact. It's just a funny yeah. fact to think about that. That his favorite thing, like, yeah, I imagine Hitler, like, committing atrocities, but well, then getting kind of crunk and just looking at adoption and I, being like, you make me so Yeah, hot. no, there's there's plenty of footage of it. I, I watched that, uh, or I watched episode one of that uh, Exterminate All Brutes thing on HBO. Oh, yeah, I heard it's intense, yeah. Yeah, he, it's the same guy who did uh, I Am Not Your Negro, uh, the James Baldwin oh, thing. Great. Um, And uh, 
really super interesting, but he does overlay because it's about like the, you know, just uh, white genocide in general uh, over the years. But he shows footage of Hitler like with like a fucking Jimmy Buffett song or something, I think, uh, playing over it and him just playing with his dogs and his family and stuff, just having a great time and then cuts in like images of the Holocaust with it. It was just Mm -hmm. like, fuck, this documentary is too much, man. Hitler contained multitudes, you know, we liked, we like to paint him with the broadest stroke, you know, but like, you know, he could, he could have a family life and also kill 11 million people. And I think, you know, like it's a, we're discounting him to do that. You know, I can't be in that mood all the time, you know? Sometimes I need to spend time with my That's a terrible- Wait a minute, is he Italian? Are you being Mussolini? (laughs) Don't come at me for my accent work, Torres. I'm trying, I'm out here doing it, you know? It would make history class a lot easier if all dictators had the same voice. Like, you know, I've talked to you about the the, the, the spirit of the writer who's lived in Cervantes and Dante and Shakespeare and stuff. And it's one person who goes through all these vessels. And it'd be really great in history class if we just all blanket statement made dictators sound like Mario. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, Mario or like an accent that I can do, which is basically just Brooklyn and nothing else. <laughs> But see, like a Brooklyn, uh, like, look, I don't want to test it, right? I was going to say, like, a Brooklyn genocider seems different than, like, a Mussolini or or a Hitler for some reason. But you think it makes it too adorable? Makes it more sassy uh, at the at the least bit, you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, more likable. The, the thing I do love about the Brooklyn accent, though, uh, if I can say, is that it's almost impossible to fuck up once you key into it. Like we were talking about, we're doing this thing, Horse Cop, yeah. um, and we're, we're like well along in the process. And we were talking about like getting people to read it. And you were telling me like, oh, I have one person that can do, we have an Australian character. I have one person who's doing like a very kind of cartoonish version of that. And then yeah. another person who's doing it a little more subdued. And it's like, what do we want? I was thinking about Brooklyn accent. I don't think there's a way to overdo it because if you go to Brooklyn, real Brooklyn people are literal cartoon characters. Like there's no way to heighten that. And I love that about the Brooklyn accent. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like when I watched the Sopranos for the first time and I was like, this is kind of a stereotype to a Italian New Jersey people. Then I spent two weeks in Jersey when my apartment was being like furnished or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not a joke. That is just a very accurate representation of people to the point where like, you can't, you, you, you're right. There's no crossing the line on that is sort of the point. You know what I mean? It's the the best accent to do. And that's the only one I've ever really tried out for that reason, you know, because you can't Uh, fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, but the, what I was going to say about that is like not to bring it to, to this fucker, but like, you know, Trump is from Queens and doesn't have like a Brooklyn accent or anything, but clearly as I think a Northeastern city sort of accent. Um, right. So, you know, like I, not as adorable as we think. Got, like, he's also got like those weird veneers or whatever, like where he had all of his teeth replaced with those weird white ones, super yeah. white ones, you know, so it like changes how you talk, I think a little bit. I think that's why he's weird with how he talks. And he's got like the lower lip thing going on. I could be wrong. Well, you just can't pronounce words like euthemite like that. Well, well, he has to like China, you know, like that very like pronounced lower jaw action. But I could be wrong. Maybe that's a Queens thing. I've never fucked around in Queens as long as I've lived there. Never had a reason to. You and you continue to not have any reason. You fly into Queens every time you fly into New York. And that's that should be your relationship with Queens. You know, Mm -hmm. that's where it begins and ends for me. Do you think, uh, like, in retrospect, because, like, Brooklyn is Kings County and Queens is Queens County, as you might know. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that they, like, Brooklyn ever wishes we kind of got that back? 
Like, right. Like instead of like that, like elected officials county <laughs> and other elected officials county. Why not? Why not? Right. Again, we are so obsessed with the monarch. It makes no sense. And I get I get it to an extent. Right. Because it's like uh, New York used to be New Amsterdam, all that shit. It's about settling. But after we settled it, it does seem weird that we didn't like change it to American stuff. Right. We just kept the stuff. New Jersey, New York. You know, but like all of it, Massachusetts, we have Cambridge, Massachusetts. You know what I mean? We have uh, we have um, blanking on other stuff. New Hampshire. Yeah, seriously. All of that stuff where it's like it just baked in. Now, I'm not saying that would be again in a world where Biden just has time to go replace the word Negro in Spanish. Right. I, 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 it organized. Stuff. Yeah, it's like New Hampshire. Fuck. No, <laughs> he's just he, he, he organizes. He gets a ground game and we really attack this problem, that pervasive problem that is ruining these United States, New Hampshire. OK, well, you're, you're the lead on the commission here to rename New York. What do you rename it to? Uh, I mean, what's your proposal, sir? Just all of it's Brooklyn. Whoa, it's way better. Is that controversial? Brooklyn's the best part of New York, clearly. And so but then you'd also have to rename the whole state. Are you renaming that Brooklyn, too? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I like that a lot, dude. Imagine that Definitely because, true. like, well, because now, like, what I always loved when I was a kid is like, there would be kids, like, so when I was a kid, there was currency to be from New York. Like, if you were from New York, you were a badass. I remember, like, uh, in seventh grade, I went to like a guidance counselor's office and he had confiscated notes and I just got to read the notes from kids. And it mm -hmm. was these two girls who were fighting, and she's like, I don't play that shit again. She's 13 years old, I am from New York. So I don't I don't take shit from nobody. And then the response letter was like, and well, I may not be from New York, but I'm from New Jersey. So sure as shit is close enough. And I was just like, why is this a currency thing? Like, why do people care about this? But there'd be kids who'd be like, I'm from New York. And then I'd be like, where are you like Rochester? And I'm like, well, that's not <laughs> at some point. Like, it's accurate to say I am from New York, but don't Same you think Rochester with that much attitude is like never <laughs> a good idea. It's not going to land. That's um, my point. So it's just like, yeah, while technically it's true, you are from the state of New York. When you say New York, everyone knows what you're thinking of. And I think that's yeah, the other thing. It's a fucking achievement, man. I've, I've lived there for a couple of years now and it's uh, it's great city. It's not the war zone that people make it out to be. It's not like you, you got to grow up tough, man. Maybe a little <laughs> bit. People are a little more aggressive, but not not that much. But maybe that was the leftover from the, the what I like to refer the, to the, as the Gremlins to New York, you know? The 70s, <laughs> 80s, early 90s era where it was a shithole. Like the, yeah, it could have been Scorsese's era. New York. I prefer Gremlins to New York where there's nothing going on there. Nothing, nothing, no, nothing pretty on the frame. The James Franco has a twin era. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I'm... I would say, yeah, totally rename it. I mean, unless you got some other name, you want what did you want to just call it? Mr. Nini, the state? Oh, no. I'm no, for Mr. Nini. He doesn't deserve a state. <laughs> you don't think we'll so. get to his head. I like him right where he's at. What, uh, he's do dog. you want to do some weird portmanteau? Because again, Maryland, Maryland, Queen Mary, like right. they're just, it's so weird how many, like, I guess I never realized that pretty much all of the Eastern United States are sort of named. Name it a uh, fucking boomtown, baby. I like that. Boomtown's pretty cool because yeah, it's the, what the, it was. The name is Baby. Yeah. Boomtown. Boomtown, Boomtown Baby. baby. <laughs> the zips are still the same. 11210, <laughs> like 11207, but it's Boomtown Baby. I'll actually, I, we can fox with that. That's pretty good. Do you want to write it up? Do you want to like, yeah, get it on yeah I'll, I'll draft up that proposal. I'll send it over to the White House right now. Jen Pisaki, you better be listening. You got this, girl. You better announce it. Right. Um, right. <laughs> 
I'm just I'm trying to think like does she have the power is she gonna like what she's gonna like elbow I mean here's Joey? the thing she has she has more power than I think we give her credit for if she announces it uh, before she talks to Biden she'll probably get fired yeah but then Biden will have to do something about it or right. she's does she insulate herself? She's like, I shouldn't be announcing this. And it's very likely that I will be reprimanded and removed from this post for doing so. But you deserve the truth. So she insulates herself. Like if, if Biden gets rid of her, it only <laughs> the crimes committed by Margaret Thatcher some 40 years ago. We are now renaming all English places to uh, other things. Brooklyn, baby. No, I love it. I mean, why not us? I, I, I'm telling you, I think uh, I think that that could be the real change in the world. I've never realized how indebted we are to these fuckers still. And it makes yeah. me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach. I think we all need to start speaking another language altogether, too. I don't think changing a few letters and some words was enough. You know, we're still speaking English. English is the most bullshit language in the world. I'm not even saying that because of Americans. I'm saying that because English is a language that seven out of ten words are French in origin, or, 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 or I'm sorry, or Germanic in origin. And then the other three out of 10 are French in origin. And yeah. we just pronounce shit poorly. So right. that's why it became English is like our inability to, to roll our R's the right way. You know what I mean? Our mm -hmm. roticity, which is insane to me. We need to learn like the Dothraki language or something, you know, o old Valyrian, some fucking Vulcan, mix that together. Well, thank you. I was, gonna, I was gonna ask you how, how expansive is Vulcan or Klingon? Like, cause I assume at this point, like that, the whole... Some fucking Trekkie just got like an English yeah. dictionary. It was like, we're going to make up a word for every single one of these words. You've watched a lot more Star Trek than me, but I, I would assume after a lot of shows, they, they probably have, yeah, like a whole language at this point, right? You think we can make that the national? What's interesting is America does not have a national language. Not officially. We know what the right. national language is, but, you know, yeah. we don't we don't say but that. What, so what would that fix? Like, you have to speak it now? We teach it in schools from now on. English is a thing of the past. You know, we t we completely turn our back on the monarchy. Which we should have done. I don't understand. Like these monarchs, Max, this really is fucking with me. Okay. Like, and the Australians got it right. Hungry Jacks is a brilliant idea. We need to change all of this shit to Hungry Jacks. Yeah. Just get, get Royland in the room. It, it will all just be saying, uh, bleep warp, uh, scrimpum, scrampum, uh, you know, just a lot of us. Yeah. That's going to become our, that's like, that's like Morse code. Like, you know, it's like beep, 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 pause, beep, beep, beep. And so like us become our, our Morse code. Yeah. That's a break. Okay, what's the next the Chinese word? will be stumped for the first time in decades. Like we can't monitor their communications. We have no idea what they're saying. Do you? Well, so that's actually really interesting. So think about this as a global espionage thing. So during World War II, right, we grabbed the Navajos who we had st steal stolen their land and like, hey, come on over and be fucking wind talkers, code talkers. We called them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just picked them up by the scruff of their neck and just put them in a war zone. Uh, and look effective, right? Like. Mm -hmm. It was an effective thing in terms of keeping uh, information away from the enemy. Honestly, that's that's the answer. You just stumbled on the exact answer right now. It's like go back to the Native American languages. Of, you know, people. We, we go back to the people. Here. We yeah, move who, back. Let them right. have it. So this is their call to it. I'm 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 like re I'm reading Christopher Vogler's uh, writer's journey right now, which is a really great nonfiction book, and it kind of goes into the Campbell stuff, but a little bit more pared down. I think. It, but I always tell people is read Vogler first, then read Campbell, and then you'll you'll do great. I promise you. Um, 
but like you know we're, we're talking about that and it's like oh so all the call to adventure and stuff like that this would be the native americans like other like their third call to adventure their first call to adventure is when they saw the fucking sails approaching like america they're like i guess we're gonna meet them we're gonna answer this call and yeah it ended up really really bad for them and there are all these times where they made peace treaties and they got sent over to lands but now when shit's getting really dire when the chinese are breathing down our fucking necks so we go back to them you know, like, mm -hmm. of course, like the thing that we ostracize and we put into small boxes, we we now have to take off that shelf in order to save our asses. Yeah. Ah, you, you know what I want? I want a Native American Terminator where they invent time travel and just someone stop. Just, Smith. just stop. Native American Terminator on its own is amazing, let alone going back and killing John Smith. But Jesus Christ. I would fucking love that. I think you stumbled upon a billion. Like that franchise clearly is spinning its fucking wheels. So how do we fix it? Native American right. Terminator. I'm gonna hit up the Seminole tribe right now. Just let them know I got an idea. <laughs> a billion dollar casino idea. Money. <laughs> they got that casino money. Yeah, they can fund that shit for you real easy. Yeah, I love it. I want it. Right. I mean, it would exterminate me, but who cares? I mean, but you know, some 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 eggs are worth being cracked for that particular omelet, Max. I think you would agree with that. <laughs> 